Lots of things go better together. Hockey, food, golf, peanut butter and jelly, Gojo and Golik, Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey. What? But if you really want to take things to the next level, drink some Labatt Blue Lights with your friends and live life to the power of we. Always enjoy responsibly. Beer, Labatt USA, Buffalo, New York. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to DraftKings Network. Good morning. Welcome back to Gojo and Golik. We are live from our Boston studios right now, brought to you by Wrangler, made for the ride of life. So you can save 15% on your first Wrangler.com order with promo code GOJO15. And guys, I want to talk about the youths, okay? The youths <laughs> to of, do, of America. <laughs> How do you do, fellow kids? Apparently, Matt Stafford is not cool, not hip. He needs help relating to the youths on his team that are coming into the locker room. This, according to his wife, she made these comments on her podcast, The Morning After with Kelly Stafford. And I would like to point out that Matt Stafford is 35 years old. This is not... I, what do you, I, I mean, mean, in football, in sports terms, it's like that meme you always see where it's like, oh, I'm 35 years old. I've got my whole life ahead of me. Meanwhile, the sports announcer, look at him going out on the field so brave at this yes. advanced age. Like 35, especially in Matthew Stafford years with how much that guy's yeah. got hit. That's got to feel pretty old right now in a league where the average career is so three years. So old for the NFL, not old for the earth, yeah. is what for we're going earth. with. <laughs> yeah. so not old were, for the earth, just yeah. too old for the world. you were looking right at me when you said the word old. You did say you're 60 yesterday. I, I did. I'm just, you're not old. Is that old? You're old. You, well, you'd be old I for mean, the NFL, but yeah. you're not old for <laughs> the earth. Not old for the earth. So I think a lot of this is the fact that the locker room is, is changing. There, there's certainly the age difference. I'll never forget getting drafted in Houston as a 21-year-old rookie. And my first thought process of the NFL was, this is going to be great. I'm playing football for a living. I don't have to go to school or study hall or anything like that. How much of the day could they take up? We go in, we practice, we work out a little bit. We go, oh my God, all this free time. I found out very quickly that you're there at about 7 in the morning till about 6 at night. You know, and on the field is basically not, or, or on the field is you're, you're, you're off the field and workouts and film room and all that more than you are on the field. Yeah. And then also I found we're in college, we all practice together, play together, and hung out together, right? In the NFL, I found out early, I, this was before I was married, you got the married guys, the single guys. After practice, kind of everybody went their own way, but you still did a lot of things together, Sure. right? You know, when I was in Philly, Jim McMahon started a bowling league on Monday nights 
we'd, we'd all go bowling and everybody hung out together. In the locker room, everybody hung out together, you know, and just shot the breeze or, or went out for a little bit. And I get what they're saying now. Matthew Stafford's basically saying, when you go in the locker room after practice, everybody picks up their phone. Yeah. Right? And we, we didn't have any of that, and I don't know where that tipped over to. That's what everybody did. So now there's a silence in the locker room of everybody's checking their messages, checking their phones, checking Twitter, checking whatever, instead of, like, being in that locker room. And then kicking the fact he's 35, been around a while, and there are guys that are 21, 22, 23, to try and, and relate to that. As he said, you can't really build up any conversation or camaraderie when you're just kind of looking at your phone all day. He's right, and what we're seeing is the generational divides that yep. tend to happen. And it, it happens all the time. Like, I'm sure for a younger player, a younger quarterback, you speak the same language, you all want to do the same stuff. Kelly mentioned they tried to have everybody over at their house, right. but a lot of the guys wanted to go out to the club, wanted to yeah. go do – they yeah. wanted to go do young people stuff. Yeah, they did. Yeah. They don't want to be home being old with you guys, and that's not a front – like, I'm a two years younger than Matthew, a year younger than Matthew. Like, I get it. Stay at home at night. Pretty fun, especially when I'm sure you live in Matthew Stafford's house, which looks very nice. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but for all the rest of these guys, that's not how they want to live. And so it is the challenge. I always said this, Dad. We just talked to Bruce Arians about Tom Brady. If you're another player in that locker room, how are you relating to Tom? What do you have in common with that guy who for so long has been the face of this sport, is a guy most of you watched his kids playing professional football, and now you're playing professional football with him. What's that look like? And you hear from a lot of his former teammates that he was incredibly approachable, that he was still someone that sat around there and was a part of that group. And so those guys, it's often the other way where you get young players yeah. that are a little bit sheepish about approaching a veteran in that status. Now it just seems like well, they don't really care. And Matthew's like, I got a job to do, and it only works at least in his mind and through his experience, if I know you to a certain point. Right. Well, we saw the same thing kind of with Aaron Rodgers in that first episode of Hard Knocks. Yeah. Right? With, with young players on his own team, like Sir and, and oh, what he's doing. Yeah, he and, met, Kelly mentioned that. She said some of the young guys well, are calling Matt Stafford Sir. sir which yeah. is kind of Which a, is it's, wild. It's yeah. The well, it's the tough part, too, because we talk about this a lot. Dad, this goes back to the quarterback club from your days of yeah, playing. Yeah, yeah. Quarterbacks have always felt, especially above a certain level, a little bit more like management. Yeah. They have a little more influence on what happens inside the organization. They are certainly paid in accordance with that. A lot of them can have some help in the personnel decisions made. See Aaron Rodgers and the Jets. And so it doesn't always feel like maybe for some guys that you're talking to someone who has a ton in common with you in that locker room. But Aaron Rodgers, you're right, was going and said, I wanted to have lunch with a different guy from a different position group every day on my team to try and make that happen. It sounds like Stafford's having a little more trouble with that, which makes sense. He's the incumbent. He's been there. Right. Aaron is new. Everyone knows, hey, we got to make it up to this guy. Matthew's been there. So maybe there is a little less urgency from the young guys on that roster. It seems so odd because... Like, like I get, as far as what you have in common, you have football in common. You have being on the same team in common. I guess, I guess that's what I was always used to in the locker room. Whoever came in, there was this welcoming, we're all, this is our space. The locker room is ours. And that, that, that has, has changed. And I'm not saying it in a bad way, but, you know, I, I loved sitting around the locker room and the camaraderie that went on. And if that's, if that's not as prevalent, that's a shame to me because – I'll still say, and you ask any player who leaves the game now, what are you going to miss most? Yeah. 99% of them are going to say, I miss the fellas. I miss the locker room. 
You miss what went on in the locker room, hanging out all the time. And you're right, the young guys want to go out. We would have Thursday night club, where we'd all go out Thursday night, like after practice, and we'd sit at a bar and we'd have a few, and then married guys would go home, single guys would go out. But you hung together for a while, you know? And, and, and again, different doesn't mean bad. I'm not saying it's bad now. But I get it. I mean, he had, he had what, the equipment manager make up a book yeah. with faces and names of the young players so he could put a face to the name just to get to know these players a little better. That's I mean, just the wild. equipment manager had to be like, Matthew, come on, you're not that old. Yeah. You can get that on the yeah. internet. We, it's, called, it's called the roster. Yeah. We have it online. You're Why am Moses. I making this physical yeah. book? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I want to hear you talk about that. If anyone would appreciate printing it out, you've got our rundown on paper I do. notes here. I do. I do. Yeah, I, we, I have a copy right here. I do. We all get a copy now. Yeah, except you guys don't use them. No, you, it's been sitting under. Yeah. My yeah, water it's, a, bottle the whole time. it's a waste of paper for you guys, but I'm sorry, I use it. But it, it is very interesting, one of the other funny things. because And I think there's probably a sense of urgency around this, too, for Matthew, because this is not a team that's coming off a very good season, and they're staring down the barrel of a season that right. seems like it could go pretty sideways in a hurry. That effect of going all in, bleep them picks, the whole model and mentality that's been around the Rams – is now coming home to roost on the other side of this where you've had Cooper Cup banged up during camp right. as your number one wide receiver. A lot of those faces of yesteryear are now gone as a part of that roster because of all that money you spent on certain spots. Aaron Donald, I mean, you had your head coach and best defensive player both in the last couple of years flirting with the idea of retirement. And they were never flirting. They were, well, I mean, it, they were flirting enough to where it was a conversation. Oh, well, and they we got drunk at a parade and had fun. And wanted, Sean yeah. McVay, it seemed like a very real possibility. I never believed it. Never I, believed I, it. I mean, I don't, I don't know how you can look at what Sean McVay has said very publicly about what he's gone through around this team and not think there was some sincerity in that. Understandably, for a guy that has gone head over heels, and shout out to Jordan Rodrigo over at The Athletic, who you listen to the podcast series she did about the Shanahan McVay young coaching tree guys, it sounded like there hasn't been a ton of work-life balance for those dudes, and it's yep. been go, 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 and they think one thing's going to bring them happiness, and then it turns that that's not the case. Sean McVay has been the poster child for that work. He's been the dude in that young group of coaches between him and McDaniel and Kyle Shanahan that has actually ascended and reached the mountaintop. Everyone else is waiting, and what he's saying is, I got there, and it wasn't what I expected, that view from the top. I think he's eventually going to be that guy who goes and does TV for a year or so and then jumps back. Everybody does that to catch a breath yep. and then jump back in. Some stay out, you know, like a Jimmy Johnson. You know, they, they go to media and like, oh, this is pretty cool. I'm not going to go back to coaching yeah. or anything like that. But, but some eventually go back. Uh, yeah, I, I just didn't see it with Sean before. And somehow I think Matthew Stafford, they'll, they'll work through that and, and be just fine. But it is odd. And I do think that phone has a lot to do with it when everybody is on that phone and kind of checking what they, what, what, what they miss. I mean, they've had cell phones in the NFL like we have now for a while. These players have grown up differently. Maybe they just want to hang out with other people. Maybe they just don't want to hang out with Matthew that day. Mm-hmm. You know, I, who knows? We will see how that works Surprise. out there. The cafeteria going to be a little spicy coming in Monday after this has all come out there. Very true. Uh, a message hitting the public streets here. That'll be interesting here. But, Jesse, Matthew Stafford has kind of accomplished it. He got to where he needed to go. He's not one of the quarterbacks under a ton of pressure, I think, going into this season based on where he's at in career. But there are a number of guys who are going to walk into this year with a big-time bullseye on their back. Yeah, Tua is one of those guys. And Ryan Clark made some comments (sighs) about him that have not gone over so well. Um, Guys, what's your take on this? Because to me, like, you can – you know, part of being an ESPN analyst is these the, these guys are commenting on these players and you know what they what their off season was like, what they look like going into the season, blah blah blah. Brian Clark took it a little far here. His comments were a little I, bit 
personal. And he admitted as much he after, did. by he the did. way. I think that was what I appreciated from RC is he understands. He goes, hey, I missed the mark on this. Yes, yeah. he did. I got into this to keep the respect of the players and coaches in mind. He put out a message to Tua and everybody and addressed that after the fact and said, I'm willing to put my hand up when I think that I have gone too far on that. So I appreciate it from Ryan, who we both got to work yep. with. I got yep. to play with Ryan briefly in Steelers camp at the end of his career and always had a lot of respect for the way that he handles business. So even he looked at that and said, yeah, that got too personal. That went a little bit too far. Dad, we've all at some point gotten a little bit too comfortable in the way we've analyzed this. I think the biggest difference with Tua is he's felt like a publicly traded quarterback his entire oh my career. Gosh. Where he has had to weather and has let us know he feels, sees, hears all the things that have been said about him, whether it was the flirtation with Deshaun Watson right. potentially coming over to that team, the Tom Brady rumors around that team. He's had to deal with a lot in his young career, as well as the injuries and the uncertainty around the football side of things. You know, back when the, they were flirting with Deshaun Watson, Tua wasn't playing very well, and that was out there. And then when the trade deadline passed and they didn't get Deshaun, he started playing better. Right, And then that next season, it was his team, and he was having an MVP year or right in that category until, unfortunately, he was getting his head bounced off the turf a couple of times, and it was handled horribly. So this is a guy who, who feels he's right there. Um, his coach, you know, was uh, McDaniel would, would put together, what, 700 plays of positive plays for him to try and, and build him up. And then... You're, you're right. It's a guy who's had a target on his back. Listen, Ryan went too far. I mean, that's one thing I've tried to never do in these years is get, is get personal. I talk about football and what goes on. To go down that road was the wrong move, and Ryan admitted it, and, and, and I'm glad he Emphatically. did. Emphatically. I mean, he yeah. had a very thorough apology, which yeah. was I, I, which, the right move. Which yeah. was definitely the right move to do because we know there are some that wouldn't apologize and just say, oh, sure. I'm standing by, you know. Yeah. I, you, try, and, you tried to make a joke and be funny, and it went a little overboard. Yeah, the, 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 the problem sometimes is when you're trying to make a joke, people don't know it's a joke. You know, sometimes at the well, end you could say, hey, I'm just joking because a lot of people can't tell that, and especially well, if you tweet something. I, there's no sarcasm emoji. Well, no, and he, but he didn't tweet that. That was no, set on I know, the show, I know, so all that I know, came. But I like, I guess with Tua is also, you saw his reaction to this. Yeah, this keep your name out of my mouth. Well, and this clearly struck a tone with him mm -hmm. where he said, listen, it's not like I was trying to gain all this weight. He seemed a little flustered by yeah. it because sometimes the criticism that's got a little kernel of truth to it is the one that hurts the most. And Tua knows everything about him is being scrutinized right now going into this season. And I would assume part of Tua wanting to or the desire to bulk up would be tied to this is a guy who right, wrong, or indifferent, because they've been catastrophic injuries between the hip injury yeah, in college yeah. and then the head injuries in the NFL, but now has looked as a guy where we wonder about his durability going into a oh, season. Oh, absolutely. Where the Dolphins have a top five roster, even after the yeah. Jalen Ramsey injury around him. Yeah, no, listen, I agree. And then he got he got questioned by someone with, for his work ethic, Yeah. you know, before the season even started. I can see how that would rub him the wrong way. I get it, because a lot has been on it, and that team is going to basically fall and rise upon his shoulders, because it is a great roster. So, you know, let, let's see. You know, I, I, I always want to see what somebody can do. Injury, we can never, never sure. decide when it's going to happen, right? So let's see what he can do and hope he stays healthy to give him his best shot. I'm glad this thing was, was cleared up. Again, I think it's very easy if you're going to, if you truly are making a joke about it and having some fun, at the end of that, say, you know what, just joking around and then get into a serious comment about it. That way, at least it's out there that you're joking around instead of getting ripped for it and then coming back and saying, well, I was just joking. It's so easy to just say you're joking at the time and, and, and just kind of avoid all the hassle that went with it. Just always be joking.
ABJ. Yeah, there you go. Always be joking. Speak ABJ. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Tua is under a lot of pressure this season. We yes, talked he is. about that. Is Dan, is he the quarterback you look at and say is under the most pressure heading into this season? We have Deshaun Watson and the Browns <clears> who came out and said he knows he still has to prove that he can play like an elite quarterback again in this league. Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills have kind of been the bridesmaid for the last few seasons in the AFC behind Kansas City and Cincinnati. <clears> or is there another quarterback so, you look at and say, feels like has a lot going on getting into their 2020 So there's season. different pressure, sure. right? There's pressure of, if I don't play well, let's go to Arizona. If Kyler Murray yeah. comes back and doesn't play well, they may draft another quarterback, right? Well, for Deshaun Watson, they're not getting rid of him even if he has a bad year. Josh Allen, they're not getting rid of him if he has a bad year, right? So it's a different kind of pressure. There's a pressure of who needs to play best to help their team where the window of opportunity is open, like in Buffalo, to cash in. And there's a pressure of I need to play well like Kyla Murray or they're going to figure out the best way to get rid of me so the cap money doesn't hit them worse and draft a quarterback number one or number two. So it all depends on the pressure you're looking for. Sean Washington's not going anywhere. That is a fully guaranteed deal. He played bad when he came back, had a lot of rust to kick off. Everybody's expecting to get back to when he was one of the top five quarterbacks. But if he doesn't, he's going nowhere. And I'll tell you this, I guarantee you this, every owner in the league is hoping that guy fails. Oh, 100%. That contract. They're all mad at Haslam for giving him that that deal. And so they kept saying it was an outlier while the next quarterbacks like Lamar uh, Jackson was and his mom were saying, no, this is the new thing that we're going to do. Well, nobody ended up going for it. You know, the Justin Herbert, Lamar Jacksons, uh, as far as going for a fully guaranteed deal. So it did turn out to be an outlier. But owners don't want to see that successful. They don't want to see that work out well for Cleveland to where then another quarterback could say, see, man, they, they guarantee that guy all his money. He balled out for him. Now I'm going to try and do the same thing. They don't want that to happen. They're all mad at Haslam for giving that deal out. And at this point, and probably for a while, it is going to be an outlier. Nobody's going to get that fully guaranteed long-term contract. So I think you're right in that there's different kinds of pressure. Like there's the narrative pressure that's going to build where the conversation around you is going to get uncomfortable if you are Deshaun Watson, Josh Allen, quarterbacks in that range who are guys who have a lot of spec. Aaron Rodgers is going to be in that same category, right? You're there on what feels like a two-year loaner to try and win a championship. That's the only thing that's going to deem your time as a New York Jet successful. You've got some guys where it's a little bit more existential. The 49ers quarterback room is a very interesting pressure cooker right now. Because, yeah, you're Brock Purdy. You came in way over-delivered last year. You come back down to earth after the quarterback offseason and preseason that that team's had, all of a sudden, if you're him, Kyle Shanahan, that organization, that rollover credit starts to mount. For Jared Goff and the Lions, I think a very interesting existential. They've been so publicly supportive of that dude. They all love him. But now the Lions got real expectations yeah, to win this yeah. division. And if it doesn't go south, do we start to get that creeping feeling of doubt that crept in at the end of his time at the uh, Los Angeles Rams? Right, right. No, I, I agree with you there. And then there's, there's quarterback pressure to how they play. There's quarterback pressure if they had their job. And then there's management pressure pressure. Is there more pressure on the management of the Jets than Aaron Rodgers of the Jets? Because they made this for like a two-year move. And all the moves they're doing around it, if it doesn't pan out, because remember, there's defense and special teams as well. They're going to be better for sure. 
But all that they had to do and are trying to do, if they don't get the brass ring from all this, is that more on management? I think it's on Aaron because Aaron pushed for so much of this, and I think anyone would look at what the Jets did and say, you had to. You're the Jets. You've been you definitely losers. have losers. You've had yeah. nothing at that position for God knows how long. You had a chance to not only be relevant, but be better than you've been in quite some time and maximize your potential. I think anybody would have signed up with that move for them. But if you're Aaron Rodgers, you repeated history in Green Bay. You forced your way out in a way that was deeply uncomfortable for a lot of people. And so I think that pressure falls squarely on his shoulders, where I think in San Francisco, you're right, that pressure falls way more on the front office and what's going to be asked and talked about of them should this go sideways after the decisions that they have made. But... uh we have got some uh, interesting things coming up to start of this season. Jesse, what can you tell us about the beginning of the NFL season here? Well, we are absolutely feral for football, and we are <laughs> guessing all of you watching are too. So to help you out, let's take a look at what is coming to DraftKings Network later this week. Football needs to hurry the heck up. We couldn't agree more. This is your invite to a jam-packed week of preseason shows featuring our brightest football minds. We really need to talk about this. Yeah, I'm down to do that. Join us for our hurry-up house party. Tune in and ball out as our hosts drop fantasy, betting, and fan need-to-knows. That way, you'll be more than ready at our live Thursday kickoff show from Kansas City. Watch all the shows on Samsung TV Plus or listen wherever you get your podcasts. Starts Thursday, August 31st on DraftKings Network. So much incredible stuff coming up, so make sure that you tune into the DraftKings Network for all of that. And on the other side of this break, the FIBA Men's Basketball World Cup is underway, and obviously, there's some drama. This league! Hey, Dad, what do you do when you're out with friends, the waiter comes up and tries to take everybody's order, but the whole table freezes up, and everyone's looking at each other trying to find some help? Mm, that's a great question. So what, what should I do? You should have some confidence, Dad, or as our friends at Jägermeister call it, shotfidence. If everyone's having trouble ordering, here's what you do. You take charge, you grab the bull by the horns, you find that dog in you, and you make an executive decision. And just order for the table a round of ice-cold Jägermeister shots. Damn, that's cold. Because apparently, we've all been drinking Jägermeister wrong. Did not know that. How should we be drinking it? Glad you asked, Dad. We should be drinking it ice-cold at zero degrees Fahrenheit. Well, that brings up other things that I love ice cold as well. And I'll tell you right out of the gate, that's going to be a candy bar pulled out of the freezer. That's my way of eating candy. Oh, I love it. On the golf course out there, you get to the turn in the middle of the round there, and you get to that little clubhouse there, and they've always got the candy bar options. And I always see they've usually got a little box of them in the freezer, and it always makes it better on a hot day out on the golf course, taking a bite of that cold, cold chocolate and getting ready to go for the rest of my round. It's the same way with Jägermeister. So wherever you are, if you're hanging out with friends at the bar, call the shots. Cheers with ice-cold shots of Jägermeister. Damn, that's cold. And remember to check out Jägermeister at www.draftkingsxjägermeister.com. Remember, drink responsibly. Jägermeister liqueur, 35% alcohol by volume. Imported by Mast Jägermeister US, White Plains, New York. Uh, and you know, we, uh, you know, we come out with a, a lot of intensity. The first group kind of warmed down in the first quarter. And the second unit was able to come in and, you know, Keep that intensity, if not ratchet it up a little bit, and just you know, go and uh, you know, go and be be successful. You know, play for one another, and you know, just have fun. I think you can see all of us out there having fun. So, great win. Moving on to the next. All right, a great win. Two wins down for Team USA, but the drama has been brewing after Noah Lyles' little rant um, about how the NBA champs 
aren't the world champs because there's no flags in the NBA. Anyway, we had a lot of big names here um, taking to the interweb streets to talk about this. Devin Booker just went with an emoji. Uh, Aaron Gordon said, whatever, I'm smoking buddy in the 200 meter, which let's be real, that's not happening. No. But guys, obviously we talked about this yesterday. NBA champions are world champions, and we're not surprised to see NBA players taking to the interwebs to defend themselves. No, I, I saw somebody point out yesterday, like, man, if you're, you're Noah, you're our guy. Yeah. And this was a great moment for you. Yeah. And now you have turned all the tide against you on this one by sicking some of the most popular athletes our country has to offer on a name that some people might be learning for the first time here. Real uh, hustling backwards, as Bamani Jones would say. I, I, I'm not sure what the thought process was, you know, of, of why I went down this road. I mean, I mean, he had friends in his group chat that gassed him up when they should have talked him back. This is 100% a take, and I've always been an advocate for this when it comes to Twitter or life. you got to have a group chat that's going to you can run things by who's going to be honest with you. We talk about having yes men in your circle. you got to have a group chat that's willing to tell you, hey, buddy, I agree with you. They're going to drag you for this. You got to have a no man. You got to have a no man. You got to have no people in your life. Yeah. Yeah. That that common sense person that that, that hears it and says, okay, you can have that thought, but maybe you want to keep it to yourself. That's what the group chat, that's what the the group chat is that for you on a micro level. And you know, once he was in front of that microphone and once he started going, man, he was just going to ramp it up and just kidding. Then all of a sudden he sounded like Allen Iverson talking about practice. Talking yeah. about world champs. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's The voice just, modulation, he was feeling Yeah, himself. he was. He yeah. really was. And mm-hmm. he just kept going and escalating and escalating yeah. and, and dragged he got. Now, this is where I feel like I've got what we need off this, though. Because like you said, this has been like 48 hours-ish of this now. And the one thing we've seen is between this and we mentioned uh, French culinary Twitter deciding that they were going to go to war with America over food. Uh, as it's been pointed out by many, and I have sampled this delicacy firsthand, the minute France starts selling not only edible, but high-quality fried chicken and barbecue at gas stations that I can acquire while yeah, I'm over there, yeah. then I will take you seriously as a country. Yeah. Until then, mind your business. Now, what we've seen, though, is a lot of people getting their takes off about the U.S. in general with this and their bad feelings and using this conversation around the NBA, which seems unassailably indisputed the best league in basketball in the world. Yes. We got that on lock. So There's here's no what I want to do. There. Here's what I want to do. I want to fix Adam Silver's midseason NBA tournament before it gets started. Because so much of what he wants to derive is from European soccer. And a lot of those things, we get teams from different leagues playing each other, teams right. from different countries playing each other. You get to wrap a little bit of that around yourself. And so what I want to do is I want to settle this score for real because I'm very confident in the hand that we're holding over here. I think instead of a mid-season tournament, what you do is you take the current NBA champions and you have them play a European champion or from the rest of the world. We won't even say European. An all-star team? No, the rest of the world has to pick one team to represent them. okay. So you can pick it from the best league the rest of the world has to offer. You can pick a championship from over there. You have the rest of the world vote on who they want their champion for that year to be. And you have U.S. versus the world in a three-game series in the middle of the NBA season. You take a little break. Maybe it's around the all-star break. I understand there's some complications. Yeah, maybe owners wouldn't like their team having to go play a game that's not going to count, potentially risk injury since we're our. But let's avoid the truth for a second and just say, if you did this, 
This is the interest that Adam Silver is looking to draw on his product here. And what better way than to ride the wave of all of these negative feelings from the outside world and how defiant we've all been defending this league by having them square off and decide once and for all, all right, we'll show you who the world champion is. We'll give you a mid-season world championship. Okay, I like the thought. I mean, I would watch that game in a heartbeat, in over, a heartbeat. Over, the, over this tournament. I, I, I still don't really grasp it, of which I'll watch the semis and the finals of this tournament. That's really about it. I mean, the rest of it's just regular season, right? I mean, that's, a, that's all it is. Yes. So you're doing one thing here, a best two out of three. Now only one team's playing. So of course that owner and coach and players aren't going to be happy that we're the only ones playing here and the only ones with potential to get hurt because that's what we're all talking about, right? Is the potential to get hurt. But it's just to dunk on the rest of the world and say, we we are the world champions which as is, we're showing you. Which is what we do with the dream team. We say, right. okay, y'all think you're getting close to us. Here, go play, go, go, go play those guys, see what happens. I mean, we could if we want to spin this forward and tweak the idea on the fly get it closer to something existing we already have take the all-star team then and do what you said dad rest of the world picks their all-star team you go up against our voted nba all-star team and now we have the double win of making the nba all-star game more fun and watchable more, more real game yeah more of a real game because i guarantee too after stuff like this the players would provide intensity if you gave them a real challenge where, oh, the rest of the world, we see it happen with Team USA all the time like it is right now. When the rest of the world shows up at the doorstep and acts like they're going to come and take our thing, and one of our things has been the NBA, all of a sudden these guys can respond. So you get a little juice for the All-Star game that way. The only pro the, the amazing thing is the impetus came from our own guy in this. Our own, yeah, that our is own true. guy questioning the validity of the NBA champs as being the best in the world. The one, the one thing that is a very easy fix coming, not a fix, but very easy result that needs to happen, and I truthfully don't know if he has already done this before, you got to have him in the Celebrity All-Star Game, right? In the NBA this year? Oh, yeah, the you, Celebrity you Game. You played in the yeah. Celebrity All-Star Game I played in that game, game and I'd like to forget it. Yeah, uh, no, yes, I did. No one Google my dad's layup or look that up on YouTube. Oh, that wasn't even a layup. Game. It was horrific. But uh, yeah, if you yeah. could, I would say, if you want to go and pull that up, that is exactly yeah, what a man who spent his entire life wrestling instead of playing yeah. basketball looks like shooting a basketball. You're right about but, that. Dad, you got to get Noah out there to go ahead and back up his talk a little You're bit right. playing that Celebrity All-Star Game. Boy, that, that is very true. I mean, you'd yeah. have players on the court heckling Buddy left and right. Oh, without a doubt. But I like your idea. Again, you got the hoops of one team, risk of injury as opposed to all teams and all sure. that. Sure. But you wanted to talk about must-see, at least for the first game. And if we blow them out by whatever, you know, nobody oh. may tune in. I don't know. That. I feel like people would tune in to watch us. You like We have this happen every World Cup cycle where we love wrapping ourselves in the flag. We get to go out here and beat our chest and show you how much better we are than the rest of the world in something. We would take that and yeah, run with yeah, it. The only problem is the best international players are playing in the NBA. So I mean, Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> They're still, and they came and chose to be a part of yeah, this league. Yeah. And so this is about now, hey, you got to go out here and rep for our league. I, I still feel amazed that we have to we have to stamp down what, what people are thinking and it was started by our own guy. I, I still can't get past this wasn't someone from you know overseas questioning the validity of it, the NBA championship being better than us. This is our I, own I do guy. feel like the rest of the world would be like the water boy on this. Like I never said you yeah, like we, we I never said anything about your mom. I would very much like to be excluded from this yes. narrative yeah. is what yeah. the rest of the world yeah, is saying. Yeah, you didn't hear it from me. I didn't say it. I didn't ask You've for it. You got to think this. though that at this point he knows that he shouldn't have said that, but how do you walk that back? I don't know if you can like do you lean into what, it more? When's he going to be in front of a camera again? That's going to be the thing. 
I mean, that, that I don't know. And I don't like, know right. we is. want Buddy to win. Mm-hmm. It's not like you're going to prey on his downfall in any of these things if you're the NBA right. guys. You probably don't want to go that but far. But you want to bring you want him on camera. You want to bring up what all the NBA players are, who are dragging him are saying. Wait, you, what's your response you, to this? Pros versus Joes his ass, maybe? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's not really a Joe, so it would be no, a little he's more not. than that. He's but not. Like, I've never seen him with a basketball in his hands. Maybe that jump yeah. was broke as hell. Maybe that's what the source of this is. Yeah. Most other sports, and football is definitely included in this conversation, just want to be basketball players. Oh, I, I always said if you wanted to fix the Pro Bowl in the NFL, you just have a starting five from the AFC, play a starting five from the NFC in a pickup basketball game, you will get uncommon effort. You, you in will. That game. Ba- I've always said basketball players, best athletes in the world. I think they're just absolute freaks. I would love to be able to jump like that one time in my life. The only problem is I come down and hurt myself. Yeah, 100%. And we you know, thankfully didn't see that in that Celebrity All-Star game. So oh, we're glad I didn't jump high enough sport. to hurt myself. Thank yeah. God. You, you versus basketball. Oof. A losing effort here. Coming up next, it was a particularly chaotic day on God's Internet yesterday. Dad, you are someone who is not the most Internet savvy person in the world. Huh? So I want to pitch you against that. Coming up next, our first installment of Senior versus the Internet. <laughs> God help us all. <laughs> The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. With same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more, don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down. And now that the Boston Celtics have slayed the boogeyman in the Miami Heat, Boston fans we feel a little bit more confident about the situation. You can decide right now, and if you're new to DraftKings, you can also check this out. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get 150 in bonus bets instantly. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code GOJO. That's code GOJO for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. That's 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. All right, welcome back to Gojo and Golik. Uh, Dad, the internet's a scary place for you. Yes, it is. Yes. Anytime I go on the line, it... Uh, yeah. It's not great. You're Sorry. A, I, listen, I, internship. I, two, day, two, two days in a row you've made the online know, joke I here. Know. I just, you know, I, I can't let that slide. It still hits. Yeah. It still hits. Thank you. I Jesse. like it. Thank yeah. you. And you know what? See? That perfectly underscores why we want to do this. Because okay. a lot of chaotic stuff happens <clears throat> on the internet and on sports internet. And, Dad, you very rarely consume any of it. And so, much <laughs> like I, I always tell this story, my dad very famously called, you know, called college football games for a long time and would take notes for those college football games on his computer like all the rest of us. I was getting ready to call a game for Texas. My dad had called their game a couple weeks before. I said, Dad, what do you got on Texas? Can you shoot me your notes for this? He said, no, but I, I, I can send you a copy. Yeah. I said, what in the hell are you talking about? My dad would go in, type notes on his computer, print them out, put those printed out notes into a physical file, and then delete the files off his computer forever having them lost to the sands of time. I didn't feel I needed them anymore, and most of the time I just, I write out my notes. I just write stuff out. No, it's, and and that's how I would remember a lot of things, but 
I never felt, I, I started to hang on to things. I've hang, hung on to boards from old games I've done. So if you ask me that now, I might have the information. But still analog. And so we wanted to oh, meet yeah. you halfway on this. So instead of making you go to the internet to see these things, we figured we'd bring them to okay. you. And I want to start with this one. This one comes from the Irish Breakdown podcast. So in the wake of a great Notre Dame victory over the weekend, Vince Daddario, one of the co-hosts on that podcast, had a little bit of a blowout. Let's watch this. They didn't actually throw a lot of RPOs. Now they ran some because Navy never forced them to pull oh, it and throw yep. it. Uh oh. Um, so I think they only completed like three RPO throws the whole time. So. So for the ah. podcast audience, you're watching Vince clearly, in my mind, lean forward here to let a fart go. That's a veteran move. You want to lean forward, not side to side. And then the death rattle starts. You yep. can very see, kind of like when you grip the wheel when you hit black ice. Yep. That guy had something drop into the chamber he wasn't yep. ready for, yep. tried to clench, and all hell broke loose. Yeah, I mean, and he, he was, try, I think, then trying to decide, what do I do right now? And I, and I think the thought process was, well, this ain't stopping anytime soon. Yes. So I'm going to need to make a move. The brake line was cut. And, and he makes a move. Live uh, podcast, though, you yeah. know, it's you got to know in the back of your mind this is going to go on the internet. So what did he handle this properly? What's the move here? Well, Do you mute yourself and poop your pants and, and just, just sit and there? Just live and, in the moment and, 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 and just leave it there? Yeah. I mean, you're alone, your right? It's, so you're not going to offend anybody else. You're alone. That's what I'm saying. Right? Self-preservation in that moment. He came back and tried to say that it was a double quad cramp. What I will say is, as someone who's had a double quad cramp, you can't get up like I was just going to say, no. you're immobile. The, with the way you got up and moved, there's no way you could do that on a double leg cramp. Zero. Yeah. And honestly, there's no shame in pooping your pants. Right. We've all been there. All been it's down a that thing road. that happens every once in a while. You trust the fart that you should not. And that was clearly what happened yeah. in this case. Yeah, he, he, tried, he tried to trust it and... Oh, God. God! You could oh, have man. had me for a second there. Honestly, again, I've always been prepared to one day have to reckon with my dad pooping his pants on But, uh, Jesse, you bring up the point. He's sitting there alone, man. Just, you know, do you just try and, and hold off as, not hold off, but just as best you can, just let it go while not really looking like you're letting it go and just kind of do the rest Press of the Press the old mute button on your yeah. computer and there just... His co-host actually accidentally muted himself while that was going yeah. on, so it yeah. is possible. And own it. Make this your 15 minutes of fame, man, yeah. because there are plenty of folks like myself who will stand proudly arm in arm. I mean, who else wouldn't feel like kind of pooping themselves after that Sam Hartman performance? <laughs> oh, it's phenomenal. That is incredible. Out of excitement. That'll, that'll exactly flush the bowels. poop. I'm that'll with flush you. the bowels quickly. Now, yeah. Dad, I have to position this against another video that okay. we saw yesterday. All right. Would you rather <clears throat> potentially have to deal with the fallout of pooping your pants on air and right. all the things that come with that, being called a poopy pants boy? Right, right. Actually, lot, that, that's going to live with you a long time. And also, I mean, you're going to have to deal with the aftermath, which we've got a one-year-old nephew right now. We've yeah. seen plenty of what blowouts look like in that situation. Yeah, you have a 16-month-old, right? So yeah. Up the back. Yeah. That's the whole thing, right? Mm -hmm. yeah, up yep. the back. You've got that or 30 minutes in a room with this monkey. Your bunkers, boy. Tell Get over there. The you can't even be a monkey. You watch the whole video. It then there's like the second half of the video. It's yeah. 
There's like a bike. There's like different That's a weird stuff. thing. That was. I agree. But uh, so what would you rather do? Poop yourself on air or have to spit? Because that honestly was chaotic in a way that would make me uncomfortable. I don't know how that person's got diamond skin because I thought monkeys had sharp teeth. I, I, maybe it was just kind of like dogs kind Playing. of playfully bite you a little bit, bite. you know, where they put their teeth mouthing. out. Mouthing. Yeah, yeah, just yeah, mouthing. yeah. Oh, give me the monkey in the room for 30 minutes. Really? Over poop my pants. Oh, yeah. Yeah, just because, it, again, that lives with you forever. Oh, here comes poopy pants guy. I yeah. mean, forever. No matter where you go, you're a guest anywhere. We'd like to welcome to the show, poopy pants guy. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's, that's where you now live forever. So I'm dealing with 30 minutes of a monkey in my room because hopefully I'll have some food I can feed him. Or I don't care what he destroys. It'll be fun to film and just watch. What, but if, it's, but you, what if it's your house and the monkey's destroying your things? Because pretty early on, a lamp went by yeah. the wayside. Like, that was a casualty I, two seconds. I'm going to live with some damage in my house over for the rest of my professional career. I'm known as Mr. Poopy Pants. All right. Okay. So we're going to avoid the poop pants. You? Jesse, would you go yeah. the same way on that? Um, I would definitely take the monkey. I'm a huge animal lover. I think it would be cool <clears throat> to hang out with the monkey for 30 minutes. Also, from the video, it doesn't look like one of the monkeys that has the strength to rip your right, face right, off right. or yeah, something. Not a gorilla. Right. So that was a huge... But even, what is it, chimpanzees? Oh, they've, yeah. They've ripped some faces off, and they're not very big. Yeah. But they have three <clears throat> times the strength of a human or something. This monkey looks... He's pretty slim. He is. He's a lean boy. So you don't think he's doing a lot of damage, physical no. damage to you, we right? We saw his I'll, teeth. Yeah. He wasn't breaking the Unless skin. Unless he really was trying to bite you. That would be my only fear if he right. really Protect was trying to go face, after you. Protect the face. But yeah, I yeah. think I could handle 30 minutes with the monkey. So why I think it might be different with Mike is people need to understand when Mike played football, Mike was about the grossest thing there was yeah. known to mankind. Yeah. Mike did nothing but throw up all over himself before every game. You could tell, and especially when they wore white jerseys, you could tell the type of Gatorade Mike was drinking because it was all down his jersey. Before the game started. Yeah. You know, green uh, Gatorade, yellow or orange Gatorade, whatever. He just, he would be throwing up and spitting loudly before, during, and after every single game. Listen, got to get the nerves out one way or the other. Oh, and that was how it came out of my so, body. So I'm wondering, would you... Have no problem being Mr. Poopy Pants. Oh yeah, no, I could walk that off easy. I'm the Mayo guy, so, man. I'm already associated. So would you, with nasty would you put Poopy Pants over the monkey for? Yeah, I don't really feel like being in the room with that monkey. You know who I'd rather be in the room with? Who's that? Boltman. Oh, oh man. the infamous, the the picture slash tweet heard round the world. Our first <laughs> NFL meme of the year. Pro Football Hall of Fame tweeted this out. Uh, this weekend, Boltman visited the Pro Football Hall of Fame. This included a moment to pay his respects in front of the bronze bust of the late Junior Seau. So basically, Boltman's walking around Canton, and somebody was like, let's turn this into a somber moment yep. in front of the Junior Seau bust. And the internet has is eating this up. It has gone viral, viral, viral. I mean, you're going to see Boltman in every possible setting memed into oblivion over the next week. And to your point, what a cause for celebration. Our first meme of the season. This ignores how terrifying Boltman's face is, by the way. Oh my gosh. But Thank this God. is a product of a social media team that is understaffed, trying to do a sweet thing, forgetting the internet is not an accommodating place. And he's they will make this wood forever. Got a bolt head, and he's standing. In, I mean, it's, it's just. Jack. Let, let me say, I will love to wear any uniform where I'm jacked like that. Yeah. His arms are jacked, but the face haunting. is haunting. Yeah. It's a haunting face, and then you got you got obviously the lightning bolt whole thing. But I love the fact the Pro Football Hall of Fame tweets this out. Oh yeah. <laughs> I mean, Canton enshrining some of our game's biggest legends. 
Now also, I, I mean, you got to enshrine Boltman now, right? Right. Like you've got to put this picture of Boltman in the in same the Hall, Hall of Fame. Uh, 100%. And the fact that this photo was taken and nobody was like, guys, do you think, like you said, understaffed social team, maybe we shouldn't. Nope, everyone was like, let's do yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, this is what we want to do. Send. Yep. Mm -hmm. Somebody's second <laughs> job has now made Boltman the most famous mascot in the NFL walking into the season. What a hero's welcome he's going to have wherever he goes this season. Except for maybe one stadium here. We have got a new security measure in oh. one stadium and business as usual for one of our nations at best athletes. Next. All right, Dad, Jesse, time to finish off the show the only way we know how. This, that, and the third, three quick stories to send you on off into your day. As always, make sure you download, subscribe, rate, and review. Come check us out. We are now, again, for anyone new here, anyone who didn't get the message, 8 to 10 a.m. Eastern, Monday through Friday on DraftKingsNetwork.com, the DraftKings YouTube channel, and Samsung TV+. Plus. You can also get our podcast wherever you get your podcasts, hour one and hour two, all hitting your feed. Tons of ways to consume. We appreciate everybody's support and keep and make that happen. But guys, let's get into this, that, and the third. And start off with this celebration. We've talked so much about U.S. Olympic athletes. Simone Biles, back to doing what she does, Beth. She wins her eighth U.S. National Championship in gymnastics. At 26, she is now the oldest to win a national championship since U.S. Uh, gymnastics began organizing in 1963, which is, we talked about that before with Matthew Stafford Actually, in the 19, sport of gymnastics. 1936, I believe. 1936, sorry. Yeah, it's okay. Typo. No I, Ron Burgundy, I read what's on the prompt. Uh, same. But, uh, yeah. same. Either way, we talk about 35 being old in NFL terms for That's gymnastics, unreal. a sport where we see the prime in your teens. 26, and for her to accomplish this, coming off of what we know, dealing with the twisties, yeah. the last yeah. time we saw her on the big world stage, it's great to see her be able to come back and do what she does best. The most her. interesting thing I read about, and, and again, what you talked about with the twisties and, and pulling herself off the team, off some of the events, and, and you know, being praised for that, and some people getting honor for that. I mean, that was it was a, a magnet. There's no doubt about it. But I love hearing her talk now about how, and, and a, a lot of athletes, I think, do this, is you it's tough for you to enjoy the good right yeah we, we hear about people that that in in the sport we played the super bowl they won the super bowl now what well you know now we're behind because we played so many games we're behind going into next year you start worrying about the next thing instead of being able to enjoy what just happened and simone biles talked about that saying now she's actually enjoying the process the results instead of when she was younger, you know, doing this thing when she was in her teens, you know, winning and saying, okay, what's next? Okay, I won that great, put it away, don't enjoy it, now what's next? So at the ripe old age of 26, she's able to enjoy it a little more, enjoy the process, which is, I'm sure is going to help her mentally for this thing as we get ready uh, for the Olympics uh, next summer. So congrats to her, she's just, she's an incredible athlete that we've seen for years. But to have her be able to, Jesse, enjoy this now, I think it's a great thing. She won her first, that first title, national title, a decade ago. So that's also yeah. just crazy to think about the longevity there. I mean, absolutely wild and good for her, girl power. We love to see it. <laughs> love to see that. So congratulations to Simone Biles, uh, another national championship. Put it up on the board. Can we go to that? Yeah, I'm scared about it. Yeah, very yeah, terrified nope. here. Let's nope. put up nope. the um, Mercedes-Benz Stadium robot dog, which is just terrifying. It's over here. You can take a look at it. 
I was also reading about it, and they said it's a German Shepherd-sized dog, which is freaky to me that they actually have, like, the dog that they modeled this after. So it's named Benzi. It assists the stadium and the security workers in completing what they have referred to as dull, mundane, and dangerous tasks. So it basically patrols at night. Yes. And it goes around. It does what like a security worker would be doing at night going around. But I did not like the way that they said that it will assist in dangerous tasks. Well, I was going to say, dull, mundane, and dangerous. That's all the tasks. Right. That covers every range of tasks. Yeah. Right. Yeah, absolutely not with this. Absolutely not. So I don't like it, the robots. This Benzi will, will patrol for 30 minutes and then go back to the doghouse okay. uh, and recharge. But no, absolutely not. There's some. There's a human controlling this until there isn't, right. right? We all know where it's going. We all know where it's going, where you're, you're turning the controls and Benzie all of a sudden is doing his own thing. And then they say this, this dog, they want to make it look like a dog, you know, four legs. I don't know if that all of a sudden says dog. Yeah, it's for anyone but, that's unfamiliar. <laughs> yeah. These are like the Boston Dynamics robot dogs that you've seen doing weird acrobatics <laughs> yeah, for yeah, years in those yeah. internet videos that should send a cold chill up your spine. Because, it can jump like 30 feet. Well, yeah, and they say it look like a dog because a dog is a great pet to have to make you feel safe. No! Absolutely not. They say this dog doesn't bark or bite. I guarantee you it shoots a laser beam. I yeah. guarantee you. Guarantee it can shoot a laser beam. Dog can get drop kicked right in the chest. Yeah, and that, that, that dog's going to do something, or some robot someday is going to do something. Not going to listen to a human command, and then there we go. How much do you think that thing costs? Um, uh, got to be a few hundred thousand. I'll say two hundred thousand dollars. Five hundred. Five hundred thousand. Five hundred. I know it weighs eighty-five pounds, so it's light enough where we could pick it up and throw it into a friggin' wall if is what we could do. If you get to it quick right? enough. Right? Yeah. If, it doesn't, if it doesn't laser beam me, yeah. I was gonna say, oh yeah, look at the cute German Shepherd with backwards knees and yeah. hooves. Yeah, uh-uh. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm, I'm all good on that. It's a headless, cold, metal German yeah. Shepherd yeah. who again, from the mundane to the dangerous, it's doing everything. Not a fan of this. Nope. Never been a fan of these nope. Boston Dynamics robots here. Hell, I was on Notre Dame's campus the other day, and I saw a bunch of those delivery robots yeah, the for food the food services yeah. ones. Yeah. They're basically little coolers with wheels. I almost punted one of those things just to send a message. Robot kind, you're not welcome yeah. here. Don't no, like get it. off our campus. Yeah. Yeah. Know your place, and that's away from here. Yeah, yeah. Not in my Completely building, agree. brother. Yeah. Not a chance in hell. So do your part if you go to Mercedes-Benz Stadium this fall and uh, fight back against the robot yeah. overlords. Yes. that are trying to Un over. Unplug it. Can you do that Can't. to that? Unplug I don't know, just, man. I bet if you spill the water on it, yeah. something <laughs> would. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to say, you're really great for the dangerous task until a spray Diet Coke goes right. your way. The sprinkler system comes on in the middle of the night, and then oh. we're done for. All right, let's get back to the warm fuzzies here and away from robot hell. Mm -hmm. Happy anniversary today. Happy birthday. Netflix wow. launched 26 years ago today. Netflix is as old as Simone Biles. That's crazy. Wow. Net Simone Biles has not known a world without Netflix. Now, you go all the way back to the beginning when they were mailing you physical DVDs. Yes, Dad, yeah. I know you would appreciate that. Oh, for one of the first, me and your mother owned a, a, a video store in Orlando. With that was your first job Incredible. after professional football. Th that was it. We were first run video. We had child labor. We had you and Jake who were nice. young putting away videos and we paid them in candy. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, That's yeah. a good deal. We weren't, allowed, we, we weren't allowed to have an X-rated uh, uh, division. It was like 
R oh. R or NC17. Yeah. It's amazing how a young Mike and Jake drifted into that section. Oh, they were helping put those. Yeah, that's straight yeah. up the videos, man. Yeah. I'm here to I'm here to help the customer <laughs> right. and do my part. That was there. a popular section, so you yes. had to return the VHS tapes to that. Yeah. Exactly, and so unfortunately, we had to wave goodbye to that pastime. Yes, we did. And welcome <laughs> to the Netflix era, which wow. I mean, it, it's hard to overstate as now everything including our line of work, everyone's talking about trying to pivot to streaming. Netflix was really the first one through the wall on that and has carried the banner with some great programming that we've seen even up until recently that kind of has defined this generation of television. And listen, as your mother would say, I've consumed every show there is yeah, on Netflix. No I am a Netflix freak. Oh yeah, freak. a fiend. Yeah, so I, I, and I end up watching bad series just because I started them. And I have to see that, how they end, and I know they're bad. That's how much it has me locked in. It's very do, tough. Do you guys remember um, that Blockbuster actually could have bought Netflix yes, right. back in the day for like $50 million, and the CEO thought it was just not the future? He was like, no, we don't want to buy that. Missed uh, on that yeah, one. Man, swing and a miss. That's, uh, yeah. tough, to, tough to not read the tea leaves right on that one. Yeah. Here. We were talking about yesterday that relative to Shark Tank, some of the best inventions on that and some of the things that had been missed there. For Blockbuster, that feels a little more severe just because they quite big, quite literally big bank, little bank. At least the one thing I'm happy about is Netflix has said you can't share the password anymore. So all of you, all of you no, guys- you got, got kicked off? No, they went back on that. I think quietly like we've done with Elon and Twitter where we shame him out of doing all the dumb stuff he proposes, or I'm not calling it X, not even if there's a fire. With Netflix, I'm pretty sure we just shame them out of that because I've had no trouble getting into my new login. Uh, I, I thought we were gonna get lucky and finally get the kids off of a Netflix account. Next thing is get you guys all off the phone, a phone bill account. Never gonna happen. No, I'm I mean, on the family plan. Seriously. Yeah. It's cheaper to keep us on the family well, plan. Well, what are you gonna say that when your kids are on it for the rest of their well, lives? Well, I'm gonna still be on my parents' family yeah. plan, so I don't know whose family plan they're going to be Who on. did we read? Micah Parsons is still on his mom? Dude, I'm telling you, yeah. the family plan is going to be left in wills to people. Oh, 100%. That is how valuable Passed a commodity down. You're going to have to pay an inheritance tax on the family phone bill. Unbelievable to me. Oh, man, it's, listen, it's a beautiful tradition that I'm glad we can all be a part of. Or a new tradition! Like pooping your pants on a podcast. Maybe tomorrow, the slow motion. Watch the light leave his eyes. Mm. Uh-oh. forward. Uh oh something happened. Yep. This is oh, bad. God. How bad oh, is God. it? Shock of a lifetime. It's oh, real no. bad. It's real. It's going to keep going. The bubbles are there. I got to go. I got to go. I'm just trying to move slowly so as soon as he stood up, you know, the rest just evacuated. Hopefully is that isn't how you felt about our show. We'll be back tomorrow. See you then. Poopy pants. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.